in verse 26. I'm not used to holding a mic, so don't know what I'll do with it. So y'all just watch out. Nobody's sitting up too close, so we're good. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 is where I'm going to start. When you're there, say amen. Before I get started reading, I'm going to say a word of prayer. Lord, we just come before you today, God, thanking you for your word. God, I ask that you would fill my mind with your thoughts, God. I pray that you fill my mouth with your words, Lord. God, I pray that I would decrease, Lord, and that you would increase. Lord, I pray that, that I would be made weak, God, and that you would be made strong. Lord, be with us and guide us, Lord. Just thank you for this church. Thank you for, I know what they mean in the community. And Lord, I pray that you just speak to us today. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Table here for my water. And I'm gonna be, be talking about Philip. And Philip was preaching a, a revival, man. I mean, he was he was gone, and boy, I'm telling you, he was in Samaria, and he was raising, he was casting out devils. I mean, people were being healed, and he was just in the middle of a of a revival. And I don't know about y'all, but I I would love to to just be in the middle of a revival that he was going through. I mean, casting out devils, people, people that couldn't walk, getting up, walking, and just people being healed. I mean, and I know as a preacher, anybody in here that's ever led anybody to the Lord, it's, a, it's an incredible feeling. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's incredible. I love when people accept Christ. I love to baptize people. And I just love revivals. I love to see people get saved. And that's what it's all about. I love to see people get healed. And our country is in need of a revival. We are, man, we need revival like bad. And it's where it starts right here. It starts in, in, in our hearts, in our family, in our house, and we can just have revival without, we don't have to have the White House. We just, all we got to have is Jesus. We still got Jesus, right? Jesus is still alive. He's still on the throne, and he's still in control. Amen? Y'all can say amen. Y'all can help me preach. I like it. I like it. So here, Philip, it says in verse 26, it says, And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise. And go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, he is called to leave this revival, okay? I think we're, tons of people are, are, are being saved. He's, man, he's baptizing folks. Peter shows up. That, he starts laying hands on them. They receive the Holy Spirit, and it's just incredible. And, and God says, and the angel of the Lord spoken to Philip. And we as Christians have to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. We've got to learn how to listen to God. So many times we get wrapped up in what we're going to, through or what we want to do or our own lives, and we forget to listen to God. God speaks people in many ways. I don't, you know, to me, he speaks to me in that still, small voice on the inside. 
He don't say, Joseph, I want you to go to First Assembly. Or, or what is it, Northwester Community Church. He, he, he just kind of speaks to me in that still, small voice. Whenever, I remember when I was called to preach. And I'm a, I'm a shy person. I, I, when I was in high school, the teachers would ask me to read, and I wouldn't read. Nope. I, I'm going to sit right here, and you read. Or you call somebody else to read. I'm not reading. I don't I know how to read. I still don't know how to read. You go ask my congregation how many, wrong, how many words I miss. I got like a third grade reading level, maybe less than that. In fact, I got a third grader that will tell me when I'm writing something that you didn't spell that right. I'm like, oh, how, how do you spell it? Right. Or look, I'm glad I got a cell phone. I'll Google it, get it right. But, I, you know, God was calling me to preach, and I'm like, man, I can't preach, really. The first time I preached, I, I got, there was about six, seven people in there, and I cried the whole time. I just stood there and cried. I got done, they were like, good job, good job. I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I just cried. That's all I could do was cry. But I knew God was calling me to preach. And he was, he was just tugging at my heart. And I, and, and I love preaching, man. I love sharing God's word. I love it. I love standing up in front of people and just sharing God's word. And it's still nerve-wracking to me. I, still, I preach every Sunday, but I'm still, I still get nervous. But the Holy Spirit's always there. God's always there. He's always watching over me. So Philip listens to God. God has a plan. There's this one man that God wants Philip to go, go share the gospel with. He said, and he arose. He done what he done what God told him to do. Amen. Be hard to do to leave a revival like that, wouldn't it? Man, I mean, who's ever taken part of a, just an incredible revival where lots of people were saved? God was doing incredible things. It's awesome. Man, I was going to a church one time, and I think we we had a revival. A hundred something people got saved. It was just insane. I was like, man, it was awesome. I wouldn't want to have to be the preacher that I had to leave that. But it says, he arose and went, behold, a, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Now, now I want you to think of this. Here's a man that, that just left worship. He's reading, right? And, and Philip is told by God in verse uh, 29, it says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot. How many times have we been pumping gas, or walking through Walmart, doing our everyday life, and God's telling us to speak to somebody, and we're like, that, that person goes to church, right? Since this Ethiopian man was worshiping, right? He went to Jerusalem to worship. He's reading the Bible. But yet he was still listening to God. 
he was still listening to what God wanted him to do. He said, go up there, jump up in there with him, and let's talk to this guy. Right? All he did was he jumped up there and said, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian man said, how can I unless somebody explains it to me? It says, and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. <clears throat> and the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep unto the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment... <clears throat> His judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet? This, this of himself or some, some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Now, whenever I surrendered to the ministry, I, I, I wanted to know as much as I could about preaching, so... I preached to, I mean, I talked to several different preachers. I'd ask about, what, give me some advice. What, what advice can you give me? And a preacher over in Sibley, Louisiana, I was, I was uh, doing some work not long after I surrendered to preach. And, and uh, he said, if you, if you don't know nothing else, he said, learn this. Learn how to preach Jesus. Learn how to preach Jesus. He says, everybody likes to hear about Jesus. Safe people like to hear about Jesus. Lost people need to hear about Jesus. If you don't learn anything else, learn how to preach Jesus. And so I'm like, hey, man, I mean, I think I already know how to preach Jesus. That's pretty easy, right? Man, that's the easiest story to preach that there is. Preach Jesus. Philip right here, he climbed up, and it was easy. Pre-preach Jesus. Everybody needs to know about Jesus, right? So I, I, uh, I got to go, my, my grandfather died over in Abilene, Texas, and I got to go over and preach at the church he went to the day before his funeral, the day of his funeral. So I went over there, and man, I just preached, I, I didn't know, I was, I wasn't a year or two in, I just preached Jesus. I was like, look, I'm just going to go. And I'm going to preach Jesus. So I said, hey, look, God laid down the, a staircase from heaven, and Jesus came down. And, man, he lived on this earth with no sin. They crucified him. They laid him in a grave. He come three days later. He come back to life. Man, he defeated death. He, he grabbed death by the throat. He threw it on the ground. He stepped on it. He defeated it. And then he raised from the dead. And now he's seated with, G with God. Jesus is seated with God. Man, I preached it. I, I preached it. People come down like, man, I've never heard Jesus preach like that before. And I'm like, really? In church? I thought everybody knew about Jesus. I thought even the lost people knew about Jesus nowadays, right? But there was a guy who was like, man, I, I've never heard. I, I knew Jesus died, but I didn't know why. Man, he died for our sins. See, see when we were, we were separated from God, 
through sin. And Jesus died so that we could come back to God. He didn't know that. Going to church every Sunday didn't have a clue why Jesus died. We need that in America. We, our children ought to be taught in school about Jesus, why Jesus died. They ought to be taught in Sunday school about Jesus, why Jesus died. They ought to be taught at home about Jesus, why Jesus died. Our children ought to know the story of Jesus. They ought to have been able to crawl up there and sit next to the Ethiopian guy and explain Jesus to them. But there's so many people that can't. They can't share Jesus with nobody. They don't know nothing about it. They know about Santa Claus, right? They know about Santa. They know about the Easter Bunny. But Jesus. I was, uh, back in like 2008, I, I'm, I'm in the construction business. I build houses. And, uh, so I was, uh, Got a little slow. Decided someone talked me into taking a job at a lumber yard. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna be a lumber salesman. I don't like to talk to people, so that was hard for me. <laughs> My first day, they gave me a list. This long said, call all these people and see if they want to buy some lumber. Okay, so you know I'm learning the ropes. And the yard manager, I don't know that he was a Christian. I don't think he was saved. He. He, he, he called me in. Well, he knew I was a preacher. He was like, hey, I like to make preachers look stupid. I was like, well, I promise you, you're not going to have a hard time with me. <laughs> I guarantee it. It ain't hard to make me look stupid, okay? I'm just a big, fat country boy. that look, I can make myself look stupid sometimes, okay? So he, I come in one day, you know, and there's like five or six guys there. And he said, uh, May I ask you a question? I said, go ask me. I probably won't get it right, but I'll try. He said, how many animals of each type of animal did Noah put on the boat? I said, Noah didn't put none of them on the boat. He said, well, you know what I mean. I said, two, right? I learned that in Sunday school. Before I got saved, two. He's like, wrong. And everybody starts laughing. I'm like, okay, well, well, educate me. So he's talking about that. I wasn't listening. I was thinking about what I'm going to say next. So he finishes up trying to make me look stupid. And I said, let me ask you a question, smart guy. What happened to the people that didn't get on the boat? He's sitting there. He's like, I said, they drowned. And they went to hell because they were stubborn. So let me tell you something. One day, Jesus is coming back. And whoever ain't on the boat is going to hell. They're going to be just like the people that, did, that didn't want to get on the boat. They're making fun of Noah. Ha, ah, yeah. Well, guess what? Jesus is coming back one day. It's important that we know about Jesus, that our children know about Jesus, that Walmart knows about Jesus. It's our job as Christians to tell people about Jesus. Hey, Joe Biden ain't going to tell nobody about Jesus. I hope there's not no Biden support. <laughs> but I'm just going to say it, okay? I don't have to worry about coming back and preaching next Sunday. 
I can do it. Our wives is in trouble, man. They need prayer. They need revival. They need Jesus in the White House. And I'm just going to say it. If you could kill an unborn baby, you probably don't have Jesus. It's kind of hard. I don't know what you're working with sometimes, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying the truth. I mean, we, we've got to tell people about Jesus. We can't sit and wait on everybody else to do it. The Lord told Philip, he said, that man needs to know about Jesus. Philip said, man, I just got done preaching a, a big revival, but you know what? This one man matters to me. You may not ever reach nobody but one person in your life. But that one person matters. That one person really matters. You don't know what somebody else is going through. I like to, I like to witness people when I'm pumping gas. I don't know. That's just kind of my thing. I started doing that. And I'll, I'll pump gas, and someone will be across from me, and I'll just kind of look over and be like, let me ask you something. You know about Jesus? Most times they say, yeah, I know about Jesus. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll say, hey, could you just pray for me? I don't even know their name. But you never know what somebody on the other side is going through. You don't know the hurt that they have inside. You don't know what they've been going through. And it's important that we as Christians, that we're the light in this world, man. We're the ones spreading that. Listen to God. All we've got to do is listen to God. He'll tell us when to speak. He'll tell us what to say. Do you know how hard it would have been for me to run and chase a chariot down? I don't know how fast that chariot was moving. It wouldn't have had to be moving very fast for me to have a hard time catching it, I promise you. Zero miles out. But wait. Man, I'm, look, I'm just standing up here having a hard time breathing. I forgot my inhaler. But look, we're going to be all right. God's going to get us through. So I mean, I'd have jumped up on the side of that chair. I could just see me hanging on. Hold on, bro. I'm mean, about to just chase you down. Let me catch my breath. What you reading, man? I wouldn't have been able to hear what he was reading. I could hear myself breathing. <laughs> what you reading, brother? Look, I'm reading this prophet I say. I don't know what he's trying to say. But let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, I like telling people about a Jesus that came to die for me. I like telling people about a Jesus that when he, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he, and he said, God, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. But if, but if there's not, your will be done and not mine. And when he was on the cross, he cried out, he drank that cup. He said, it is finished, man. The debt was paid. He, he was separated from God so that we no longer had to be separated from God. He paid the price. He paid our debt. He laid his life down so that we could be set free. And there's a good chance everybody in here already knows this. But we need to be sharing it. We need to know the story. Always know the story. Always ready to tell the story. I was taught as a kid, this Bible is about Jesus. From start to finish, Jesus, if you're searching for any other thing else, then you're searching for the wrong thing, Jesus. Whenever I preach, I, I go into there and I start reading, I'm like, how can I share Jesus in this story? How can I talk about Jesus? Because Jesus is the only way. It's not a good way, not the best way, it's the only way.
There's going to be a lot of people, man, that done a lot of good things, but they don't have Jesus Christ. They've never been washed in the blood, man. They've never been washed in the blood. They're, sti- they're, they're still living with their sins. There's a lot of good people out there still hurt. There's a lot of saved people that are still have hurt on the inside because they don't know how to get rid of it, man. Give it to Jesus. Jesus paid When Jesus paid the price on the cross, he took everything, every sin we've ever committed. We don't have to live with that hurt anymore. There's a lot of people that hurt from sin that they've committed in their life a long time ago. That hurt just haunts them. It's like a knife going through their chest. Hey, Jesus paid the price so we don't have to hurt. We don't have to carry that hurt. We don't have to tote it around. Give it to Jesus, right? Give it to him. I'll tell you something else he preached. He preached baptism. He had to. I knew I was going to need some water. Said he, uh, somebody help me out. What verse was I in? I don't even know if I'm on the right page. At least I got this set my Bible on run back four. I'm normally toting it like this. But I know something will be flying. Thirty four. And the eunuch saw Philip and said, I pray thee of whom? Speaketh the prophet this of him or of some other man. And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What thou hinder me from baptize, to, be, from, to be baptized? Now, look at, look at verse 26. It says, an angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, and to the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And it just says, They come upon some water. And the Ethiopian man said, Look, there's some water right there. Why can't I go ahead and be baptized? Right? And now... I, I, I was, I was, uh, I grew up in a Baptist church. I'm a lot like this fella, you know, kind of Baptist. I don't know where you go. <laughs> I grew up in a Baptist church, and then uh, my grandmother was a uh, Pentecostal, and so I was one of these Baptists. I'm like, you know, the Baptists are like, you're supposed to speak in tongues. Now, you know, you just can't can't do that. And I'm like, man, my grandmother spoke in tongues when I was like ten. And I interpreted it for her, so uh, I don't know. Everybody's like, she's speaking in tongues. You know, my family's Baptist. So like, she's speaking in tongues again. She's crazy. I'm like, no, she's not. I, just, I told them what she was saying. They're like, oh. I'm like, hey, you know. So I didn't, look, don't tell anybody I said that because, I was, like I said, I was Baptist. So they might think I'm weird, but we would just pretend I didn't say that. And so... But baptism, I believe, is very, very 
I don't believe it saves you, but I believe when you're saved, it's a very important thing that you do, right? Is that safe to say here? And in fact, it's so important that when, uh, when, when Philip was preaching Jesus to this guy, he mentioned baptism, or why would he not said, hey, why can't I go on and get baptized? So Philip said, huh, we can't. Do, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for your sins? I believe it, man. Well, then we can. They stopped the chariot. They got out, and he baptized. And I don't believe in sprinkling a little bit of water over someone. It said that they went into the water, right? And what it said, let's read it. And Philip said, If thou believe with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both. Both. It said they went down both into the water. And it said he got a cup drizzled over his head. They, hey, they went down into the water. I believe in you. You go down in the water, you come up. Jesus didn't just halfway go down into the grave. He went all the way down to the grave. He defeated death. And we, we, when I baptize somebody, I baptize them down into the water. And br- I bring them up. <laughs> right? And some people, it's easy to baptize because they're small. Some people are not so easy to baptize. But, hey, there was one lady that her hair was floating. I thought we got to get it down. So I just went down. I thought I was going to drown her to get her. I wanted everything. I wanted it to work. Right? I b- I baptized my, my brother-in-law. He was like, hey, we got in the swimming pool. I said, come on, man. We're going to baptize. He said, is this holy water? I said, it's holy enough, man. Come on. <laughs> I believe in baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe that it's important for, for somebody to have the Holy Spirit to lead them, to guide them, to protect them. The Holy Spirit does a lot. It's like a woman, right? For real. Think about this. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you a helper, right? Talk about the Holy Spirit. God made man, and then he made a woman to be his what? Helper. That's what my wife always tells me when I'm not doing right. She's my Holy Spirit. My, I, got, I got like two Holy Spirits. Look, at uh, that's what it says in the Bible. It, it, God, and God said, let us make man in our image, right? He didn't make women and men to be the same. He made a man. What does God reckon in, in the Bible? And all this is, I wouldn't even plan on saying this, so this is free for y'all. All right? God said, let's make man in our own image. He made man. To be like the Father, right? God is looked at in the Bible as the Father several times. We can go to the... And he made woman to be like the Holy Spirit. In the image of the Holy Spirit. To be the helper. To, to, to comfort her, right? When a child gets injured, they run to their mother, right? What's the, if a kid comes to my... One of my kids comes to me and be like, Boss, I got my elbow... Come here, let's put some dirt on it, right? Suck it up and quit crying. You'll be okay. 
but they run to mama, and, and really, my, I'm probably more of a, you know, oh, come here. My wife's like, get over. But when they're little, they, mama picks them up. She's like, oh, baby, come here. Let me comfort you. I'm telling you, my wife tells me, I don't know how I would do it without my wife. She, I'm, I love my wife. She, she always, she, she watches out for me. She'll tell me when we leave here what I said wrong, how I did. Look, you were, she, she, well, I used to coach in a, a baseball, you know, literally, and I'd be on third base, you know, standing a certain way. She'd text me, be like, don't stand like that, please. Suck in your gut and look professional. You're hunching over your back. You just fix your hat. But she's, she is. She's like, she's my helper, you know. Hey, do you know, there's been times in my life where I had to, I had asked her to pray for me. I'd be going through something. I'd, I'd just pray for me. And she'd pray for me. There'd be times where I didn't even have to ask her to pray for me. And she just prays for me. I don't know how I'd do it without her. She's, she's literally, if, if I didn't have her, I don't know how I'd do it. That's how a Christian is without the Holy Spirit. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, we're, we'd struggle. The Holy Spirit is what convicts us. That's what tells us when we're doing wrong. That's what tells us, get up and go to church today, right? That's what I told us. Get up tonight. You got to go here, brother. Get a little time. Preach. That's what tells us. Get up on that chariot and preach to that guy. He needs to know about Jesus. We got to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And, and stop ignoring the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit tells us to speak. One of the hardest things as Christians is learning how to listen to God. Learning how to listen to God. Uh, I think of, you know, was it Samuel? That was a young, the young boy, and he was laying there. And God said, Samuel, and he, and he ran to Eli. Was that Samuel? And then he went back and he lay back there. Eli said, it wasn't me. I didn't call you. And then, and then he lay back down. And then God said, Samuel. And he ran to Eli. And Eli said, that wasn't me. I didn't say anything. And the third time, God said, Eli. Or was it the second time or the third time? I can't remember the story exactly, but. Samuel went back to Eli and said, did you call? He said, that's not me, that's God. Next time, say, here I am, God, and listen. So when God called again, Samuel said, here I am. We have to learn when God's talking to us, when God's calling us, when he's telling us to move, when he's telling us to speak. Because there's somebody, there's a lot of somebodies that need to know about Jesus. They need to know why Jesus died. Man, this is good news, and we need to be anxious to share it, amen? And then, 
was it Elijah? The God was trying to speak to him, and he was looking for him in the wind, in the earthquake, but it was the still, small voice. Sometimes we're looking for, to, for God, listening for God in the wrong places. And he's, he, he could talk to us, to us through the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is an important part. I believe you've been speaking. Last time I came, you talked about talking about the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's important that we learn how to use the Holy Spirit. Man, we, look, we have gifts that didn't. Now, I, I told you, I come from Baptist. Nobody's got a video camera out there. Right. I, I come from Baptist. And Baptists are like, you know. And I could talk about Baptists because I, you know, I was ordained in a Baptist church. So. But they're like, a lot of the gifts of the Holy Spirit passed away with the apostles. Man, where does it say that? Man, we're still here to cast out devils. We're still here to, here to, to lay hands on people when they need to lay, lay, lay hands on. We're still here to pray for people. We're still here to care for people. The Holy Spirit didn't die. The Holy Spirit came when Jesus left to, to, to come into our lives and to take over. Don't sit there and tell me that people can't be still healed. Do y'all know how excited I would be to have somebody come to me that couldn't walk and me pray for them and them get up and walk? This fat boy would do a backflip off of this stage. That's never happened, but I, I'll tell you, I got a nephew that has several palsy. And he doesn't walk. And I, I, I would love just to go lay my hand on him one day and, and, and command him to get up and walk and he'll get up and walk. Wouldn't that be awesome? Or just, just think about this. You know, we got the mask now. You know? Who likes wearing a mask? I don't see nobody with a mask on. I hope you don't have to get used to it. But look. I would love for us to just get a, let's, let's get a mask and let's pray over it and send it to the hospital with all the coronavirus people and they can put it on and be healed, right? Or let's just uh, walk down the, the hallways at the hospital and our shadows heal somebody, huh? That, they would probably throw us in jail, wouldn't they? Yeah, get out. You can't be up here healing people like that. The devil wants us to think that the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that. Or just imagine if we would start listening to God and just share Jesus with that one person. What is God telling you today? What is God telling you today? Just do me a favor. I want everybody to think of one person right now. Hey, if you got something to write, write down one person. If you got something to write with. And pray for that one person that they would come to know Jesus. We all know one person, right? If you know one person right now, raise your hand. One person that doesn't know Jesus. There's a good chance that everybody in here is saved. It's a Sunday night service, right? <laughs> but that one person that doesn't know Jesus, 
pray for that person. Make a commitment to God. Say, I'm going to share Jesus with that person. Let's pray. Lord, we, we thank you for the opportunity to, to share your word, God. And I know there was a lot of people that said they know one person that's lost. And God, I want to ask you to be with that one person that everybody thought of. They didn't name them, but God, you know them. God, you know their hearts better than we do. God, and I ask you to be with that one person. Lord, speak to them right now. Let your presence be felt in their life. God, help them to come to know Jesus, that their lives be changed, that the, that the hurt that they have to live with every day of being separated from God can go away. They can come to God through your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. That's a blessing, man. Man. Encouraged me. Man, you're funny. You know. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us uh, this evening for Elevate. Um, so good, man. We had such an encouraging service this morning. And, I, and I'm so glad that you were preaching the Holy Spirit because that's what we've been doing. We're on week three of a series. And. And we know that we, if we want to be effective, if we want to live supernatural lives in a natural world, we've got to be empowered. We've got to live with the Holy Spirit in, in our lives. Amen. Well, stand with me, and I want to pray over us as we're dismissed this evening. God, thank you for this group of people. God, thank you for sending Jesus to uh, redeem us. God, thank you for fighting for us even when we were uh, almost, when we seemed not worth fighting for, God, when we were still messed up, when we were still uh, totally surrounded by our own sin. God, you sent your son to die for us while we were yet sinners. Thank you so much, God. I just pray right now that each and every person leaves this place in peace. God, that you protect them, that you send blessings their way. God, that the Holy Spirit go in front of them, behind them, beside them. God, all around them, be with them as they work, as they go to school. God, as they play, whatever they're doing, God, be with them. And God, I just pray right now that you open doors for that one person. God, that they could come to know you. In the name of Jesus, we all pray together. Amen.